You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, how is it going out there? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Stag Sports Rap Podcast. This is now, we start the spring semester here. Drew Kingsley and myself, JJ Duke, have been off for the better part of two months or so. It's funny because the last time that we were recording was kind of a big period, not so much in terms of what was happening with Fairfield Athletics, because it was basically basketball at that point. We were all in World Cup frenzy. We had uh, Associate Head Coach Javier Decimo talking about Matt Turner and all the things that he was doing at the World Cup with the U.S. men's national team. Well, funny enough, now we're still pretty much in the opposite half of that. We're right before the calm of the storm, Drew, but um, yeah, still it seems like we've got plenty of things to talk about here during these last couple months. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, The hustle never stops here at Fairfield. You know, we've got a ton of basketball still to play, really looking forward to the next six plus weeks or so, but uh, really can't wait for these busy Saturdays. Let's play some lacrosse. Let's play ball. Let's tee it up. Let's serve it up. Yeah. Let, did, did I get all the references in there? I think you did. Let's yeah. start rowing. Let's start I guess. rowing. Yeah. Um, well, in fact, funny that you mentioned about water sports because uh, later on in the show, we will be having a chat with members of the men's and women's swim and dive team as they're getting ready for their MAC championship meet, which will be up in its traditional location in Buffalo, New York. That will be starting on February the 8th and going through the 11th. Uh, so we will chat to them about that and how the season has gone thus far as we had earlier on this year, the first year head coach, J.C. Dyer. And now we get to speak with some of the members of the team this show today will also briefly touch on some of the things that are happening on the hardwood though as we all know the uh two basketball specific podcasts are just cranking along so make sure to stay with us here on the stag sports network podcast channel as regular episodes of uh, the open court podcast with jay young and fast break with coach carly podcast will be dropping regularly uh between now through the mac championship what we will be doing between now and then, we're going to be kind of going quick fire for the first few weeks of this spring semester. We're going to do next week a lacrosse season preview special. Um, feels like it's been a while since we've done a lacrosse-specific podcast, but we're going to be bringing uh, that back in terms of a season preview. That will be dropping next week before the season opening games for the men and the women. Then the following week, so we're talking at this point, the second full week of February, we'll have kind of a a regular show, plus also preview baseball and softball as those two teams will be heading to hopefully much warmer climate than it is here (laughs) in the Northeast. But I never can say for certain because sometimes you get those... 35 degrees days down in North and South Carolina, and it just happens to be 50 degrees up here. We'll We'll take the back half of the split. We want everyone to have warm weather, but we'll be chatting to them. Then we, Drew and I, will break until after the MAC basketball tournament and also after spring break when everyone's just going to be on the road um, again in warmer climates. And then we'll just go regularly every other week until the end of the spring semester. So that's the housekeeping side. Chat about basketball. Um, obviously, as we said, for more exclusive, go to our two uh, – basketball-specific podcast here, but Drew, on the men's side, uh, just came off of an overtime loss against Ryder, but all things considered, right around 500, both in the league and overall. They're tied for fifth in the league, and Supreme Cook continues to be uh, cooking up a storm, not in the kitchen, well, maybe he does in the kitchen, but on the offensive and defensive side. Yeah, it's been, uh, they've been a lot of fun to watch. You know, I think Coach Young had a good perspective yesterday. Yeah, they took a overtime loss to a good team but there's no quote 
getting back on track. They're winners of four of their last five. And this is me talking now. I think they've played some pretty good basketball. Pretty much all of 2023 and going into the end of December 2022. Yeah. You know, they've been playing very well. The The level of basketball has been very high. And, you know, you're going to run into games like yesterday against Ryder. You know, the the putback at the buzzer goes in. So we as Fairfield fans can point at 10 mistakes, 10 close calls, and maybe 10 bad bounces. Yep. That shot doesn't go in. You've got Ryder today talking about 10 mistakes, 10 close calls, and 10 bad bounces. That's just the way it goes. And, uh, if you follow the Mac, I don't think you're surprised that all of these games have been down to the wire. I mean, Coach Young had it absolutely perfect in the media call a couple of weeks ago. This is the ultimate two-possession league, and I think that carries on both men and women. We'll get to the women in a second, but, I mean, it is an absolute logjam. Um, you can still basically have a claim for every team in this league to have a shot at a bye in the, uh, to the quarterfinals. So, Fairfield, as he said, the classic take care of business games. They took care of business. They're going to have a bit of a tough stretch coming down the stretch, though. But the good news is, um, you know, while there's only just a handful of home games left, you don't have to really leave too far from where you're probably listening right now because Fairfield basketball, men's basketball, will have two games the next two Fridays uh, as part of the MAC wildcard TV package with ESPNU. They'll be on the U for Friday, February the 3rd at Quinnipiac, and then the following Friday the 10th at Ryder. I mean, always you crave that national TV exposure, and once again, Fairfield, the great opportunity. Yes, on the road. We'll get to that in a second, but still the great chance to be on TV. Yeah, it's a, it's a great deal that the MAC has with ESPN where they flex these games. They pick a high-interest game on these four Fridays. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, as you alluded to, it didn't work out where Fairfield doesn't have any home games on those four Fridays, but to be chosen twice, it's good for the team, it's good for the university, and it's also a sign of where Fairfield basketball is headed that they've been it's determined that those are some some of the bigger games on those specific days. No, it's massive, and as Drew said, um, for those who are wondering, well, why wasn't Fairfield given a home uh, TV game on a Sunday? Well, it's predetermined. This is public information back in November. The league puts out a statement sa- or a release saying that during the month of February, here's our, all the Friday home games at 7 p.m., and ESPNU and the MAC will determine which is the best matchup. And unfortunately, Fairfield just didn't have a home game. But doesn't mean that you have to be sad, though, because there are still plenty <laughs> of opportunities to watch the Stags in action. Uh, great to see already that home game on the 5th against Iona on that Sunday. February the 5th is already sold out. Those student tickets still do remain as options. So if you didn't get a ticket for that game, and if you're a non-student, that's okay. We still have three more men's home games on the 12th. That's also Sunday against the Mount. Sunday the 19th against Manhattan, both of those 2 p.m. tips. And then Quinnipiac on March the 2nd, which is a 7.30 star, and that's, in fact, um, a doubleheader with the women's team, which now we can get into that now. And uh, I've been privilege enough to not only do the podcast with coach Carly Tebow Dudanis throughout the season but also to call the women's games 12 and 8 on the season overall 8 and 3 in the league they're third in the MAC won three straight they're finding just about every which way to play and finish a game of basketball I mean they've had some wild contests overtime double overtime um game ending literally on free throws and technical free throws players getting injured players that are stepping up that you wouldn't expect late on but i think the good news is for the stag is 
they faced adversity. They've played all these games, and they're finding a whole lot of ways to win basketball games. First, I'll just say, if you need to define a wild finish, it's when I go to text somebody what happened and realize, I just need to call. I don't think this will make any sense in writing. But anyway, um, uh, that, by the way, is a text that happened between Drew and myself after that Mount St. Mary's game, which happened last Thursday. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest going back and just really watching the last two minutes because, well, <laughs> if you want your heart rate above 140, that's probably what happened. It, it was a wild one. But, you know, the bottom line on all this is the Stags are winning most of these close games. Mm. And, you know, maybe as a fan, you'd like to not see as many close games, but you're winning them. And when you get to tournament time, there's going to be more close games. I promise you there's going to be more close games. Even last year when the team was 19-1, and the number one seed, two of their three MAC tournament games were nail-biters down to the wire. Yep. So it's one of those things where all you can do at this time of the season is put yourself at a good seat. That's literally all you can control because everybody makes a tournament. But if you finish top five, you get a bye to the quarterfinal, and that's ultimately, yes, do you want to win the regular season title? Of course, it's a trophy, and that also guarantees that you're going to be playing some sort of postseason basketball. But outside of that, the only thing that you can control is you can play your best down the stretch and get yourself a good seed, and both the men's and the women's sides are doing that. And as I mentioned, you've got that season-ending doubleheader for the women and the men, where the women play on March the 2nd against St. Peter's at 5, the men after at 7.30. You've got the women also still hosting Ryder on Saturday, February the 4th, Quinnipiac on the 11th of February, which I know is a big game that's circled on everybody's schedule. Both of those are at 2 o'clock. Another game that's circled is the 23rd against Marist. That's of February, and also the last time we will see Brian George's coach Marist College women's basketball um, here against the Fairfield Stags, and as I mentioned, that doubleheader. So if you have any questions or you want to get your tickets, fairfieldstags.com, that is the place to go. And uh, one of the other sports that we'll get into just very, very briefly, uh, tennis actually got their their spring schedule started off uh, this past weekend. The men, everybody's on the road, mind you. The women were at St. John's, the men were at Yale and Army. Indoor matches, these are ones where, again, you're just trying to get your match fitness. We had a lot of individual flight play during the fall. Now we're starting to get that team-oriented you know, status for everything. But, Drew, I think kind of the big takeaway is um, – our doubles teams are pretty good this year. We saw, obviously, we got um, a couple player or a couple teams into the super regionals on the men's side for the ITAs, but uh, beat Yale in doubles for the first time in almost a decade. We got to go back to 2016, where in head-to-head competition, the men got a doubles point against a very, very always talented Bulldogs. Yeah, the uh, the spirits are high around the tennis program. I know that the results were losses over this weekend, if you want to just look at the ledger there. Yeah. But if you look at the results and you look at the progress and look at who's returning from last year, I think the men and the women, for that matter, both in a pretty good spot. Yeah, uh, both of the teams saw their preseason polls come out as well. The men are the preseason MAC favorites. The women are second. And we will have members of both teams coming on probably closer to when league play begins. But that's going to do it for Drew and my segment. When we come back after this, we'll have our MAC Championship Swimming and Diving Preview uh, as we'll have a member of both the women's and the men's team join us. So stay tuned here on the Stag Sports Network. All 
All right, welcome back here, and as I previewed before, we're going to have a little bit of a chat now because we're in championship season. It's always feeling like here around Stag's country that we're in championship season, but it is now time for swimming and diving. So I'm happy to be joined now by sophomore Irini Pappas of the women's team and senior diver Sam Tinoli of the men's side. Guys, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to chat with us because I know we are very much in the thick of it, getting close to the busy season. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, um, first off, guys, kind of let us know uh, how the season has been going. I know we had a pretty hectic fall schedule, Sam, and then a little bit of a winter break, and now just kind of tuning up for uh, the big week ahead next week. Yeah, the season's been going really well, especially for the um, guys' team. All leading up, we've been having competitions and everything, and we just finished up our winter training session, which now swimmers are starting to taper down for max, and... The divers are slowly ramping up more um, more dives being done, but getting ready to go. So, Arini, what is winter training like? Because if you look at the schedule online, it says, okay, you go up until the end of November, and then all of a sudden you're back in it, um, competition, but two months later. So what is that period like for, uh, for the swimmers? Um, so winter training is kind of like a lot, a lot of hard training um, throughout, like, every time um, whenever the um break is like yep. christmas break so we have to like shorten our break and come back and just like narrow down on well like hammer down on like everything um so it's just like super hard training um while nobody's here yeah absolutely well that's when the hard work gets put in when no one's watching and then all of a sudden boom you're right back into it so uh for you i know uh the women had a a good season last year off to a good start as well this year how have you found it on uh, your side um i thought we did amazing like from the beginning like we started off strong and we just kept that momentum going until our last meet against siona which was great. Absolutely. And I'm curious also to hear as well, because we had your coach on, on this podcast back in the fall and she was bringing a lot of energy and, um, seems like everyone's really been, you know, thriving well, working with each other for both of you guys. Uh, Sam, we'll start with you. How's it work, uh, been working with JC? I know you obviously have your diving coach as well. Uh, but how is the, uh, how has the team been working under her? She's awesome. I don't think I've heard any complaints. She's super enthusiastic with everybody and pushes everybody to do really well. And the biggest thing is just kind of getting everybody hyped up for each thing and each meet and um, helping everybody get prepared during practices. Anything, Arena, kind of different. I know, obviously, it's how is it? I mean, actually, um, we were talking with Sam earlier before that it is kind of a little bit of a different schedule on the swimmer side versus the diver side. So for you, you know, what has it been like uh, over these last few weeks kind of getting things ready because i know you're ramping up you're ramping up and then all of a sudden you have to get you know in that mode of you have championship season coming mm-hmm. um well jc i feel like she has a different approach to like what our previous coach tony sure. did um our whole team has been like really really tapering okay. like this past week and a half um which i never really did like usually i would just go into the championships still kind of a little tired okay but this is new and different and i feel like it's going to pay off well you had a really fantastic championship meet last year i was kind of going through and your coach very nice to kind of remind us of what you did last season a couple of wins both in the uh, individual medleys at 200 400 got a medal in the backstroke as well and part of a couple of championship winning or uh, finalists on the relay so i mean how much fun was that for you your first championship meet and you're coming back with a whole lot of hardware Oh, it was so awesome. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Yeah. um, It was surreal, honestly, being just like a freshman and doing so well. And it had to be fun for you as well, because it's a it's a different concept. That team atmosphere, everyone's just, you know, piling on the energy for each other and then you're able to chip in right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like at college, like it's totally different from what it was in like high school and in the past. But um, definitely max the championships like it was so different and the energy was amazing and. I just, I can't wait to do that again. And not to be outdone, Sam, you also had a pretty good meet as, uh, on your own right, too. You finished second in the one meter last year. Looking to perhaps improve on that here for this campaign? Yeah, I really hope so. Absolutely. And on the men's side, second place last year, the highest ever that you guys finished. And we were chatting before, and you said that, yeah, this could be the start of a couple of special years for this group. I know it's the last go around for you, but in your senior year, but is this one of those that you could be seeing the men kind of doing what the women did from the last few years before? Yeah, absolutely. The last four years have been incredible. Coming to my freshman year, we got sixth place, and then obviously the COVID year, and then last year at second, I think everybody's eager to get the first place finally. I mean, speak of that COVID year, obviously you had that gap. Um, did it feel like last year you had even to bring more energy to the pool, knowing that you basically had two years bottled up worth of getting it all out there? Yeah, but it was easier because, like you said, it was all bottled up, so everybody was just eager to get to the pool. Absolutely. Um, looking ahead at that championship meet, I know, I mean, how much do you guys kind of keep an eye on what's happening elsewhere with other teams? Do you do that, Arena, or do you just look at really yourself and your team? Um. Well, kind of just honestly just looking at myself and my team but um i don't know i i do know what's going on kind of okay no it, it, honestly it's fine it's good to know who's doing what and where you got to swim to and um who kind of in your opinion do you have any teams that we should be looking out for that could be the main competitors with fairfield um probably iona and niagara who were the winners of last, last year. year yeah It'll be a tough meet, and I know, obviously, as well, um, it's a lot of fun. It's a long bus ride out to Buffalo <laughs> as well. Uh, you guys are leaving just about a week's time. I'm curious, what is that mood like? Uh, one week out, now you know you're going to take that six, seven-hour ride on the bus there together. I know the two teams, and we're going to get to something very specific in a moment, but I know the two teams are like just really gelled together. So is it just a, a fun bus ride up, or is it like all right, everyone's Sam in, in business mode? It's pretty fun, honestly. Okay. Like People are playing music, singing, talking, playing games, whatever, but there's obviously the downtime, too. People are taking naps and all that. Absolutely. All right, so the specific thing. Um, for those that are not aware... Swimming and diving have probably the one of the most elite social media accounts ever. Uh, your Instagram account, this was spoke to last year, and Drew uh, chatted with a couple of members of the team about how you guys have a whole lot of fun on your social media. <laughs> so um, <laughs> what goes on behind the scenes? I know there's takeovers on meet weekends. Um, there's just absolute shenanigans that go on elsewhere. So who's cooking that up? Um, so our assistant coach Keaton, um, he's been like really fun and funny <laughs> recently okay. and, um, he's allowed us to like take over the Instagram again and, um, I don't know, he's, he's fun and the team just like has so much fun with it because we could just be ourselves and like 
show everybody like how fun we are. I mean that that's the beauty of it, right? Is like you don't get to hold anything back. You get to, you know, get the behind the scenes look at a meet and for a lot of people that may have not seen what a college swim and dive meet is, it's it's a really cool experience and for you guys you do you both do a great job. Have actually either of you gotten the chance to take it over individually? <laughs> I, I did have not. I did with my uh, roommate Allison. Okay, and how did that go? It was so fun. Okay, uh, which meet was that? Um, we did it last year during winter training. Okay, but yeah. Do we have any uh, potential surprises to come for uh, whoever gets it for the max? We'll just have to wait and see. You know your stuff. You know what, that's what we call tease in the business. <laughs> Love that. All right, and if you haven't actually checked that account yet at Stags Swim Dive on Instagram, that is where you got to go. Give them a follow. I did. Hopefully they follow me back. That'd be something. <laughs> the, the, no, no animosity there. It's an awesome account. You guys need to go check that out. Um, lastly, for both of you guys individually, um, what is the perfect weekend next weekend at Max Arena? First with you. Um, just having the most fun with my teammates. We've worked so hard this whole year and like, we're just really excited for it to pay off. Sam, Matt's side. Yeah, I think just having fun, everybody staying positive and kind of being a team all together, supporting each other and being there for each other through all the races and diving, obviously. And I think that's when we're going to see like the biggest results. And probably you guys are going to need about three weeks afterwards to kind of get it all back <laughs> together. How much did like how long does it take, Irini, for you to recover after that first one? Not j- not the swimming side, just literally all the emotions. Um, ah, mm, uh, depends. Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks, Sam. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Probably. There you go. Love that, guys. Thanks so much for chatting with us, and looking forward to seeing you guys in action next week up in Buffalo. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Of course. So, uh, for that, make sure to stay with us on fairfieldstags.com. I already mentioned the swimming and diving Instagram account as well, where you can get some behind the scenes access as well as information, um, from maxsports.com and where you can follow. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Wrap. As we said, we'll be back next week with a lacrosse season preview exclusive. But for everyone here and for Drew Kingsley, I'm JJ Duke signing off. Until then, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.